Welcome to Podland. Podland is sponsored by Buzzsprout, used by over 100,000 podcasters to host, promote and track their podcast. And by Riverside.fm, the easiest way to record podcasts and video interviews in studio quality from anywhere just by using a web browser. We're using it now. It's the 29th of July, 2021. I'm James Cridland, the editor of podnews.net here in Brisbane. And I'm Sharon Taylor, Managing Director of Triton Digital, where, among other things, I look after the Omni Studio platform. And I'm Ron Baityong from Podcast Network Asia, and later I'll talk about podcasting in the Philippines and Southeast Asia. He will. Podland's a weekly podcast where normally Sam Sethi and I delve deeper into the week's podcast news. Uh, Sam is off this week. Last week, I jokingly said that uh, he was probably doing a prison visit or something. It turns out he's in Cornwall, which is possibly much the same thing. So I'm joined by uh, Sharon Taylor. You look after, among other things, uh, Omni Studio. What is Omni Studio, in case we don't know? Omni Studio is a podcast hosting and distribution platform. So look after about... 49 different thousand podcasts at the moment, help with monetization and measurement and all the things that you'd hope in a good podcast host. And you're in uh, sunny Melbourne. Uh, you're just out of lockdown, which must be... Uh... don't know that I'd call it sunny, but I'm definitely in Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so you're out of lockdown, uh, kind of kind of just about. Um, and and Omni Studio has always been based there, although you're now part of Triton and have been for the last couple of years, haven't you? Yeah, correct. Like we made the foolish mistake of starting an Australian company that needed to go international as soon as possible. So we have worked with the US since we started. And then, yeah, we were bought by Triton Digital in 2019. Cool. So let's get going with the big stories then, shall we? So first up, Spotify has announced the first partners for their open access feature, which will allow paid subscriptions from third parties to work with Spotify. Is this against Apple, James? Yeah, it's interesting to see, isn't it? They uh, they include Acast and Glow FM. I'm assuming it's Acast Plus, and therefore I'm assuming it's also Patreon as well. Uh, Glow FM, uh, Memberful, Supporting Cast and Supercast and a number of other publishers. Um, what I think is quite clever is, of course, that this will work on Android as well as on Apple, because Spotify works on both, and you keep the the data about your subscribers, and Apple don't run away with the 30% uh, cut. Where do you see this um, going, uh, Sharon? Is the future to do with paid podcasting? I think it's a little bit too early to make the call. I think that it's great that we're finding more ways for creators to get more money. I love that we are extending the medium, but I think it's really like a testing time right now to see if advertising will always be king or if maybe there is a market out there for paid memberships for podcasts. Yeah, I mean, you know, Spotify clearly driving a very different uh, view. It's, it's almost as if Spotify is being rather more open in terms of this than, um, than uh, Apple. Do you think that this is just a, a strategic play from them or what do you think their uh, plan is? Yeah, I mean, I think that with Apple, it's to my mind, definitely a more frictionless experience. And for that, that's where the tax comes into it. Mm. Uh, Spotify does have a bit more friction, like you've got to go out of the app to pay and then come back in. Uh, I love the fact, though, that they're doing it through RSS. I like the fact that they are allowing you to get access to your member data and have that relationship with them because that's, at the end of the day, as a podcaster, what's most important, not about where people are listening specifically, but the fact that you can move that audience to either your owned and operated 
you know membership platforms later on or wherever you want them to go yeah and that mean and, and that also means that you can move if you get fed up of supporting cast for example you can move over to glow.fm if you want to which is something you know if you if you get fed up with apple then you kind of have to start all over again don't you yeah a little bit yes although there's more and more of these popping up every day i think i saw another two last week alone so there's definitely a lot of startup activity around the membership model in podcasting yeah it's interesting to end up uh, seeing there's a lot of activity there there's also a lot of activity in terms of new shows as well isn't there there is indeed so Kristen bell and monica padman launched a new podcast but they've had to change their name after some lawyers got involved unfortunately what were what were they called james well so they were called shattered glass um it was a podcast weirdly it was a podcast within the armchair expert rss feed and, and there are more people doing this now, and it's really confusing because you do a search for Shattered Glass and you can't find them because the podcast is called Armchair Expert. But anyway, um, okay. Shattered Glass already existed. Uh, it was an indie podcast that's been around since January 2017, and the people who um, put the podcast together ended up hearing uh, Kristen Bell and Monica Padman basically saying that, uh, uh, and I quote, you acknowledged our existence, you admitted you knew about us, and then proceeded to encourage others also to start a podcast in our name, which doesn't sound very cool. Uh, Anyway, they've now renamed themselves We Are Supported By. Obviously, you're talking to large enterprise podcasters, but um, do you talk to them about protecting IP and trademarks and service marks and all that kind of stuff? We do. At the end of the day, it really depends on if you're going to be motivated or if you've got the time and energy to, to go at someone about it. I think it happened to Clubhouse the other day. There's a there's a working platform called clubhouse.io and they are going to change their name because Clubhouse, the audio platform, is now more synonymous with that name than them. So it can happen to the biggest and the smallest of us, just like picking a name you have to find something that is unique and that is going to resonate with your audience, just like having to pick your show topic. So, yeah, look, be on the lookout. No one wants to get the lawyers involved. Yeah, it's just, it's just making sure that you're not treading on people's toes. And I think uh, if what the original Shattered Glass said is true around them sort of goading um, uh, them, then, uh, you know, I'm not entirely sure that that's particularly good. But at the end of the day, it costs $250 for a service mark and... And a lawyer's letter, which probably cost another 500 but still, there we are. I wonder if we'll get to pod squatting, like people do domain squatting at the moment and just buying up a whole pile of podcast names and then selling them off for like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, I gather that there is somebody in podcasting who has done quite a lot of that. <laughs> I believe that there's quite a lot of registration of, you know, mcdonaldspodcasts.com uh, <laughs> and all that kind of thing. Not sure that's going to work. but Who would ever think they're not the professional for McDonald's podcasts? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, exactly. But still, but there we are. Um, uh, podcast discovery uh, is something that um, radio appears to have found. Yes, yep. They Radio and podcasting has been around for a, a long while, hand in hand. Odyssey have launched a new show now called Podsource, a podcast discovery show, and Curious Cast have launched a podcast hour on their radio stations in Canada. Yeah, loads of radio stations working with podcasts, now even broadcasting them um, on the air. I guess um, Omni Studios' background is you've worked with an awful lot of radio clients across the world. Yes. And I'm wondering whether many of your clients are doing sort of similar things of taking original podcasts and putting them on the air. So kind of the reverse way that we've we've got used to now. Yeah, well, I mean, I should say that Odyssey and Curious Cast are both Omni clients. So the short answer is yes, (laughs) our clients are doing this. Uh, Look, I think that radio has got a very large megaphone to promote 
their shows or other people's shows and this delineation between radio broadcasting and podcasting you know it's been growing for a long while you've got people on both sides of the argument at the end of the day if you can create good audio content and if you can get that into as many people's ears as possible and teach a radio broadcast audience about the beauty of podcasts I'm all for it. Mm, mm. I mean, I think it's, you know, it's interesting seeing there are radio stations now out there that just broadcast podcasts. So there are some mm-hmm. in the US run by iHeartRadio. There are some in the UK podcast radio, which does that sort of thing as well. I wonder whether we'll see more of that in the future. I hope so. I like I like that we're pushing the boundaries of this and trying to dabble. Most people in podcasting have this field of dreams if I build it they will come mentality and you know maybe are not pushing the marketing boundaries let's see what's possible Mm, mm. I mean I I, when I look at some of the podcast charts I uh, around the world I sometimes think that the way that you know how advanced a podcast market is is whether or not it has loads of radio shows in their top 10 so South Korea I find a fascinating market but most of the podcasts there are radio shows which have also been uh, made into into a podcast as well. And kind of the same is happening in Singapore as well. North Korea obviously has slightly fewer uh, shows. Um, I was interested in learning more about podcasting in Southeast Asia. So I caught up with Ron Baetiong, who is in the Philippines at Podcast Network Asia. So Podcast Network Asia, technically we are a podcast network, but we like to identify ourselves as a podcast incubator and an accelerator. So what we do is we work with the best podcasters uh, in our home country first, obviously the Philippines, where uh, we look for, you know, um, just like a startup incubator, a startup uh, accelerator. We look for podcasts with traction and potential in hopes of fully maximizing their potential. So four things we invest in, obviously, is we provide them all the necessary end-to-end support to create their content so they don't have to worry about that. We provide producers, everything. That's like a normal podcast network would do. Second is we, of course, uh, the best way to grow a podcast is to cross-promote. So we create pockets of, 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 of verticals that cross-promote against each other to organically do that. But the, the unique thing that we do, uh, which is our third and fourth thing that we typically do, is we have our tech play, which we have a, park, uh, a marketplace called Podmetrics, which allows any podcaster, of course, whether it's a P&A show, uh, we, call, we call ourselves P&A, uh, Podcast Network Asia show, or a non-P&A show to help monetize their podcast, aggregating the, the, the host data that they have, chartable, whatever that may be, so that brands within the region can now create that best decision of which podcast to invest in. And um, lastly, of course, we monetize their show. So um, we work uh, through a rev share model. We don't own all the 170 shows that we have spread out across Philippines and Indonesia. But the thing about what we really do well is that we care about the nuances. And again, it excites me whenever I hear what's happening in the whole world about podcasts, how this is really growing. But our region has been growing a lot as well. And this is where we want to uplift and do our part within the whole podcast ecosystem from a Southeast Asian perspective. Let's just take a quick break. Welcome to High Street Matters, a regular podcast from Byra, the British Independent Retailers Association. My name's Steve Dyson, and I'm a journalist who's interviewing top business owners and experts here at Byra about issues which impact 
independent retailers today. We'll be talking to a cross-section of our members from around the UK, from single retail outlets to small chains, and from large department stores to leisure and hospitality. We plan to provide top tips to help businesses stay ahead of the retail curve. High Street Matters. Thanks for listening. So tell us how podcasting is growing in Southeast Asia. My understanding is that last year there were more non-English podcasts than there were English ones, uh, but was quite a lot of the growth from your part of the world? Absolutely. The number one go-to app in terms of consumption is Spotify. This is Spotify country, the whole Southeast Asia. So Indonesia and Philippines are both Spotify countries. Mm. Over 95% of consumption of all podcasts here happen on Spotify. Wow. And uh, w- why we why we care about the Spotify charts more than anything is because, again, the consumption happens there. In the Philippines, it's a unique market because 55% of the top 200 podcasts are foreign content, right? Typically, it's uh, English shows. So, again, it's very westernized. But in Indonesia, it's very localized. Only probably 15 to 20% are foreign shows. Mm. So it's very uh, nuanced into the, the whole thing. And you're correct. A lot, the past, the pandemic has just created a Pandora's box or opened the Pandora's box of so much more creators, uh, you know, talking and representing the verticals that they represent. And most of them are a mix of local and uh, vernacular language and mixed with a little bit of English, but mostly local. Hmm. Really curious about language because obviously... Uh, there's a lot of English spoken in in much of Europe, um, not all of Europe, but much of Europe. There's uh, obviously English is uh, spoken in Australia to a point. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in terms of um, in terms of English, the Philippines, you you all speak English like daily anyway. But once you get out outside of that, what 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 uh, you know how how much um, hope does an English language podcast have to actually succeed in the rest of Southeast Asia and, you know, Thailand, um, Malaysia and, and other places? So the, the beauty, uh, the, that's the challenge and the beauty of Southeast Asia as a region. So Southeast Asia, there's studies already coming from VoxNest that um, it's going to be as big as the whole U.S. market in five years. So we're just a little five years behind. But the nuances are so great. It's unlike in the U.S. where, you know, in the U.S. there's just Latino and, you know, the, the English-speaking countries. That's pretty much the dominant thing. In Southeast Asia, just within a few borderlines, you're talking about a totally different language. So in the Philippines, it's probably the most English-speaking country other than Singapore. But Singapore is significantly small in terms of population, right? Uh, there's only a few million people. Mm. Once you go south, like in the Philippines and Indonesia, it's all Bahasa. I remember you talking about a couple episodes ago where, you know, uh, discoverability is, uh, is 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 very important, and you need to put that in the title of a of a podcast. Mm. Here, it's all totally nuanced. But the, the 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 interesting part is similar formats exist, but they all are spoken and executed in a vernacular. Like for example, in Asia. The equivalent of true crime, which is found in Malaysia, Indonesia, Singapore, Philippines, is horror. Mythologically horror, so ghosts, horror stories. Right, yeah, yeah. But we're not talking about about killing. We're talking about real ghosts, mythological creatures and such. Comedy is, as there, is always prominent. So that's the same thing. But again, spoken in vernacular. The other challenge within Southeast Asia, the easier one to, to... Pretty, pretty much understand is 
you know, those who are using the Arabic al- uh, alphabet mm. or uh, the alphabet, no, Roman alphabet per se. Mm. It gets trickier when you start going to the Thailands, the Cambodias, the Vietnam, where, you know, you need a total translation mm. to get that done. Again, totally nuanced. It's, it's, it, it's, it's what's difficult and exciting in Asia because once you unlock that, you're talking about so much supply and so many voices that you can now amplify. And there's an awful lot of people in this part of the world as well. So the population of Singapore is 5.7 million. Population of the Philippines mm. is 108 million. Actually, 111 million yep. as of uh, July the 26th, mm-hmm. it says uh, on Google. Yep. I'm not sure how Google quite knows that. Um, but still, yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, an awful lot of people. So actually, if you get things right in uh Southeast Asia, it could have a significant impact on the amount of people consuming uh, any podcast. Absolutely. And Spotify is the one that really is, is doubling down on this, both in Indonesia and uh, the Philippines. Um, they always, this came from their data because we do have a good relationship with Spotify and how we, we, we try to uplift the whole ecosystem. Of, uh, they do a lot of Spotify exclusives here, mm-hmm. where similar to the Joe Rogan deal, they make it Spotify exclusive only so that they're not available in other podcast uh, platforms. It's in hopes to incentivize the podcasters to create better content long-term. So that's a two-year lease per se that they do. And it's amazing because now it puts everything up front. And according to Spotify, the top podcasts here in, in the Philippines and Indonesia. So Indonesia is top five podcast countries in the world. Philippines is probably in the top 10, top 15. A lot of the podcasts here belong in the upper echelon of podcasting around the world. And they're all totally nuanced. Nobody will be able to understand them in outside of their country, especially if it's nuanced. The Philippines is, 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 is exciting because there is a big Filipino diaspora. Around 80% only of the, the podcast consumption happens here. 20% are all the Filipinos spread out across the world that listen to that local content. Oh, interesting. Interesting. And by the way, um, just because I, I like these figures, population of Indonesia, 270 million. I think there's a kind of a, a thing yep. in Europeans and in people from North America that, you know, Southeast Asia, it's lots of small countries and blah, blah, blah. And you suddenly realize, no, no. it's where it's where lots of people are, uh, which is, you know, which is a thing so how are you monetizing podcasting in southeast asia what have you found that works we're trying to replicate what works in the u.s in the the western side of the world europe uk obviously the challenge here is totally nascent the budgets for digital per se and radio are always going to be spent on youtube facebook which is a a normal thing but now i think the inflection point is happening you know Mm. the 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 bigger brands and more mainstream brands like telcos are now investing heavily into this we've done that in film so in terms of formats we typically do um host red ads and that's obviously we do episode bias but there's one thing that's very interesting in southeast asia that works well. It's affili- good old affiliate marketing. And we do this through our platform, Podmetrics. And we thought we, because, you know, when you say that, oh, okay, affiliate marketing, yeah, that's cute. But when we saw the potential of how many voices and how many people actually listen, we did an experiment last year where we saw, we, we worked with one of the bigger e-commerce platforms here. It's called Lazada or Lazada. And overnight, we did it just in the Philippines with probably just around 30 podcasts. We made $20,000 worth of conversions. I know that's not crazy, but $20,000. Wow. 
driven by podcasts. Yes, yeah. overnight. Overnight. That's crazy. Most of us will have um, played around with the Amazon affiliate deals, and I think I think I may have earned a hundred dollars over the last six years um, with that. And then they send you a check, which of course is completely useless. Um, so um, yeah, so that that's significant money, and that and that's yeah. people who are listening to the podcast they click on the link today or how does it work the 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 one that works in southeast asia which is built in in podmetrics is links we don't promo codes don't uh, do well because you don't get to see the whole funnel from top to bottom but through links you're able to really watch the whole session of how people add to cart all the way to checkout wow wow and then we keep track of the whole thing so what does the industry need to do to keep podcasting growing in your part of the world are you getting everything that you need from the large companies like you know spotify and apple and indeed podcast hosts as well i always say this the southeast asia is a blue ocean i i see all the action happening in the west guys the whole supply the next frontier is here right because everybody uh, again in terms of cpm the, the cpm rates are cheap you can get so much and pe- podcasters are willing to overcompensate to get your message across and they really do put their own flavor into that now, what's needed is all these brands, because uh, the same impressions, like, again, Philippines, good example. Half of, the pop, half of the best podcasts are Western, but they're not targeting the Asian audience. Mm. And you, if you turn that into just nuanced things, like executed in Bahasa, executed in Thai, executed in Tagalog, whatever it is, you're still going to get actually more for less. That's fascinating. It's, it is really a different world. And I think one of the things I try to do with uh, pod news is to not just focus on the news coming out of New York and, uh, and LA, but actually try and focus on news mm-hmm. from, you know, as much of the world as I can. And I'm always very aware that I have a big sort of blind spot when it comes to Southeast Asia. So, you know, it's fascinating to hear you. Thank you. Uh, Ron, thank you so much for your uh, time. I really appreciate it. And you can find out more information about the Podcast Network Asia at your website, which is what? Podcastnetwork.asia. And we have a platform again that enables and wants to monetize all Southeast Asian podcasters to podmetrics.co. Again, James, thanks so much for putting us and giving us an opportunity to show that there's a lot of action in the Southeast Asia and keep doing the great work that you're doing. Thank you. Ron Baetiong from Podcast Network Asia, really bullish about some of the growth he's uh, seeing. Um, Sharon, Omni Studio is a large podcast host, obviously with a base here in Australia, but does that help you with clients in Southeast Asia? And do you see the market going in interesting places in this part of the world? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we've had a lot of Southeast Asian clients for a while, mostly radio broadcasters, which is what we were talking about before Ron came on. Um, And they're obviously starting to dabble in things more and more original content is being made in Asia and the number of ears that are there to listen to it is, I mean, the growth potential is phenomenal. So it's definitely a market that we're keeping the finger on the pulse for. Yeah, I mean, I think certainly as a European, as I used to be, I'm kind of taken aback by the fact that um, Southeastern Asian countries are actually so large. There's such an opportunity. Um, and some of the populations in, you know, Indonesia and the Philippines and stuff is is just way larger than I was kind of expecting. And I suspect that there's um, a real untapped, uh, you know, opportunity in that particular space. Massive. My hope is that the opportunity of the audio content and the creation being done at least somewhat keeps up what I fear in that 
region is that we're going to have a lot of great content, a lot of content being pumped out. Advertising is always slow to follow in these markets. And so we really need someone to be there to monetize it as well. Mm, I wonder whether there's things that we can be doing as an industry to help that or whether that's just something that will eventually come, but it'll come three, four years after uh, after it comes everywhere else. Potentially. I mean, nascent markets are really good for testing things as well. So we were talking about memberships and paid subscriptions and maybe because that market has not really had a taste of free podcasts. Maybe it's a great market to test subscriptions straight off the bat, potentially. And, you know, it's not as if we've got a problem with podcast ad spending, certainly in the US at the moment, is it? No, correct. Let's go back to some of the week's bigger stories. Magellan AI just launched its Q2 21 US podcast advertising benchmark report. And it says that podcast ad spending continues to grow. It's up 22% from last quarter, James. Yeah, I mean, that's tremendous. I mean, obviously, the US is coming out of lockdown at the moment or or maybe going back into lockdown who knows um, but the economy is clearly heating up again. They are also showing a 55% increase on brands using podcasting in the US quarter on quarter. I mean I think quarter on quarter and year on years are going to be quite hard over the next 12 months because of the pandemic and everything mm-hmm. else. But where's your sense on where podcasting is uh, is is going at the moment. Yeah, I mean, going back a year and a bit when the pandemic uh, first, you know, really hit us in the US, advertising fell off a cliff a little bit, but listening grew. It didn't just remain strong. It actually grew as people, you know, consumed more audio. And so I think advertising has caught up to that and we've kind of proven that we are a medium that advertisers should be flocking to. And I just don't see that changing. I think we've got more people than ever creating content, more people than ever buying the content, more people than ever listening to the content. It's just a perfect storm to keep growing the advertising pie. No, indeed. Now we're sponsored by Riverside.fm and by Buzzsprout. I noticed as I was logging in, that Riverside 2.0 is coming soon. There's a link at riverside.fm to sign up. If I knew anything more than that, I would say it right now. But that's literally all that I know. Um, Buzzsprout has also added a dynamic content library, which allows you to save and track dynamic pre-rolls or post-rolls. The feature also comes with tracking, so you know how many times each pre-roll or post-roll has been heard, which is really useful for advertising. Uh, So that's pretty clever. Um, Sharon, Omni Studio is a very different podcast host to Buzzsprout, but do you see the future being more based around dynamic content? I do. I mean, I think that we should be past the point of debate around baked-in ads, dynamic ads, and with that, you know, now we're moving into dynamic content as well. You can make a really good host read ad and still dynamically insert it and still give different flavors of your baked in ad sound to different audiences. And if you do it well, you'll never know. It's not a host read baked in ad. So there seems to be like an old guard, new guard kind of thing with that. But I think we're moving out of it. More podcast hosts doing more dynamic ad insertion. It's great. Like jump in, the water's great, everybody. Yeah, no, yeah, and I, I've been listening. Uh, I was listening for. Um, I should point out for work, but I was listening to Smooth uh, Radio out of Melbourne the other the other day. Uh, the dogs barking. Everyone's a Smooth FM fan. <laughs> everybody is. But I was listening to a bit of um, a bit of Smooth FM uh, coming out of Melbourne, and I noticed something really weird when I was listening to it that the ad breaks 
were ad breaks for Southeast Queensland electricity and and all of those sorts of things. And I was thinking, oh, there's something clever going on here. You know, a live radio station, but the ads that I were hearing were deliberately targeted to me. And I and I'm uh, you know I I'm sure that uh, you like me hear a bunch of U.S. podcasts still with U.S. advertisers in there. You know and. Um, you know, Geico Insurance and Blue Apron and all that kind of stuff that we, we can't buy even if we wanted to. No. Zip Recruiter, like all those. Yep. Yep. I would love some more personalised ads and whether or not that means just my location. Uh, I think that the challenge that we've got is like any medium, like if you think back to when TV first moved to an on-demand, there weren't enough ads in that programmatic space. And so that's why you were getting multiples of the same ad. It wasn't really personalised to the content. And podcasting, like another medium, still has to grow up in that way. And so I think that maybe programmatic is the first step to localise, but we've got to make the step. You know, only when we make the step, much like chicken and egg, will more advertisers come to play in the space. And that's when we start seeing the quality of those programmatic ads come up as well. Yeah, I'm very bullish on this. I'm, I have a really, and I know that you do as well. You, I've heard you talk along with your hatred of charts in podcasting. <laughs> I think this is number two when I think of you. So yeah, fingers crossed. The more people that do it, the better. Yeah, well, I hope so. And quite a lot of that is down to the tool sets as well and actually making sure that it's easy to do clearly you'll you'll have some super simple tool sets uh, as do many other podcast hosts to make that easy uh, and simple mm-hmm. um, and there's also a bunch of course of um, clever tool sets in terms of podcast editing as well that's right podcast editor descript has just launched studio sound a voice regeneration service what what is a voice regeneration service James? <laughs> yeah exactly what is a voice regeneration service um, it claims to reduce noise. It reduces room echo. It makes it sound like you're in a studio. Um, there is a little demo on the website. Here's the before. This is what it sounds like when I record on a computer microphone in my home office. And this is what it sounds after, apparently. This is what it sounds like when I record on a computer microphone in my home office with studio sound. Very good. Uh, it's very impressive. Mm. And I, I, I wonder whether audio editing is one of those things that used to be, you know, you used to have to get somebody who was completely trained on, you know, Adobe Audition or whatever it was. And, you know, uh, and you used to have to pay an awful lot for that sort of thing. I wonder whether these sorts of tools are making audio editing a completely commoditized thing in the future or whether there'll always be a place for a good audio editor. I think that good audio editing will always have a place and whether that is a human or whether the machines can keep up with that, you know, anything to allow you to focus more hours on creating other content. I kind of wonder if it's, I mean, we've got transcription and things at the moment and it's just never as good as when you've got a human going over it. And so these things will take time. I'm excited that we are finding new technology to do stuff like this. But yeah, I hope I hope that the human element remains just that little bit longer. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's a difference between getting rid of ums and ers, uh, which you can do completely automatically, and working out how to tell a story, getting all of the bits in the right order and everything else. And I don't think we're anywhere near that in terms of some of the tools that we're actually seeing. No. And I want to still see tweets of my favourite podcast hosts huddled under blankets in their house yes. so that they can get like a soundproof experience in the pandemic. Or that weird picture of Ira Glass recording This American Life in his closet where he's wearing a suit and a tie, 
but no shoes. That's weird. I mean, I mean, dress for the job, but yeah, shoes, yeah. really. Okay. I mean, what's going on there? Very strange. But anyway, uh, yes. And um, yeah, and I, I noticed something uh, interesting on the Audio Burst website. Uh, yes. Podcast Movement's Dan Franks talked to Audio Burst about what to expect at Podcast Movement 2021, which is just around the corner. It's a great event. Are you, um, uh, I mean, I know the answer already, Sharon, but are you going to Podcast Movement this year? Sadly, much like you, we are in Australia and our borders are not open to be able to go to conferences in person. But It's almost as if our government has remembered that we are a prison island. Uh, I think that's basically going what's going roots. on there. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. yeah. But uh, not to give it away, I will be there in some form. So oh, yes. for anyone going, do keep an eye out for me wheeling around. Oh, you're going to be on one of those, are you? We'll see. Very cool. Very cool. So there will be a, will it be an Omni Studio um, stand or a Triton stand? How will that work? Good at both. Keep an eye out for us. We're uh, right at the top of the escalators as soon as you are about to enter um, all the speaking areas. Uh, it'll be Triton Digital, huge blaring lights. Uh, I hope there'll be music. Like, you shouldn't miss us. So do stop by, talk about all things audio and podcasting. Will there be any puppies or any beer? No puppies, no beer. <laughs> I wanted to bring babies, but all the people in our company with young children did not want to bring them to Nashville of all places. Yeah, don't know Brian, why. Brian, Brian Barletta, I'm sure you know. I mean, he's he's collecting them these days, so maybe yeah. maybe he's the plan. I don't know. We could strap the babies to puppies and have them serve beer. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Genius. that would work. I'm sure that should be in marketing. James. I'm sure nobody would have any 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 problem no with that. Again, it's Nashville at the top of the escalators as well. That that uh, yeah that that kind of been a that kind of been a cheap thing. So uh, you can't miss us. No, oh that sounds great. So I mean, you um, and indeed I have been to plenty of events like Podcast Movement. What are your tips for those who are going next week? What are your tips for getting the most out of it? Check the app before you go. Podcast Movement has a great app so that you can see who else is going. Reach out to people. It's such a great community, and everyone is willing to meet up and have a chat stop people that you want to speak to and don't let that moment pass you by if you see someone that you want to say hi to that is a podcast that you admire or that you know you think there might be a business opportunity just go up say hello and enjoy it go and see as much content as you can and i'll be sitting here not feeling jealous at all yeah i know so so annoyed yeah um yeah and make sure that you go to the exhibition hall make sure that you visit if i were you i would visit every single booth um don't do it all at once because it'll drive you crazy um but go Mm -hmm. to every single booth um ask my experience manning a booth which i used to do in a dim and distant past at the nab show in vegas was that actually there were long stretches when everybody was too scared to talk to you in the booth and that was no good whatsoever so um uh, go and go and talk to people ask them for free stuff like really get involved i i was wearing yesterday i was wearing my buzzsprout t-shirt because you know live and breathe the brand but also my captivate t-shirt obviously as well and uh, who else can i mention (laughs) um so yeah so you know make sure you get hold of some of the swag and in fact uh he says looking for his notebook look at this you see i've got a fancy Fancy Wondery notebook. Oh, lovely. Yes. yes. Not paid by Amazon. That's nice. But actually uh, the original. So, yeah. So uh, if you're going, uh, have have fun. We on this podcast will have a special report next week from Rob Greenlee from the Libsyn stand. Oh, 
that should be fun. Looking forward to that. What's happening for you in Podland over the next few weeks, Sharon? Well, apart from the jealousy of not being at uh, Podcast Movement, uh, we've got a few interesting features coming out. So keep an eye out. We've got some um, new reporting and some listener insights coming out in the next little while. Really, it's just about getting through getting through sprint after sprint and keeping up with all of the new features and demand that people want. So, yeah, lots on the boil. Yeah, and uh, I'm ju- just just uh, curious, uh, par- partly because I want the boosts from the value for value. What are you looking at in terms of the podcasting 2.0 stuff, the new podcast namespace that uh, Adam Curry is and Dave Weiner, uh, Dave Weiner, uh, Dave Jones, uh, although who knows, Dave Weiner as well, uh, are working on? What, what What's your sort of... Uh, f- feeling around that have you been doing any work around that so far we've been keeping an eye on it we haven't done the work around it we've got a ticket to do the rss um transcript tag Mm. and so we'll probably push that out sooner than later the challenge is obviously getting a big enough platform to recognize it Um, we do some custom stuff that we push out through our apis that people use at the moment if they're building their own uh, experience but uh, until until let's do some name checks until an Apple or a Spotify or a Google or I'll go Amazon, I'll, I'll name them all, like until someone integrates it. Um, I think we are kind of watching and waiting. But yeah, the transcript one is something people have been asking us for. And so we'll put that into the system this year. Well, that's great. And the transcript certainly is something that uh, w- really helps accessibility and everything else. So I hope that uh, if if they if they do nothing else, I hope that the big um, podcast apps also stick that uh, tag in there as well. Yeah. I think it's inevitable that they're going to have to, especially, I mean, privacy is a huge hot topic in podcast at the moment as we try and push the envelope in advertising and so we're going to get to a point where we're going to do contextual things and we're going to need the context to do that and so we need the transcript so um, we're getting there i think very cool and what about you james what else has happened for you in podland this week well i did a session with multi-hyphenates for patreon yesterday in california i mean obviously it was in california because it was about multi-hyphenates um so that's uh, people who do more than one job, uh, singer-songwriter, uh, you know, Terminator governor, you know, all, all that kind of thing. Um, and uh, that was uh, fascinating to uh, to end up doing. It's on the Patreon website somewhere if you want to watch back. And then two ends, uh, the uh, t- tech group in New Zealand. I did a panel with James Butcher from NZME about the future of radio, which was great fun uh, to end up doing uh, as well. Um, Sharon, thank you. Where do we go to learn more about Omni Studio? You can go to our website omnistudio.com o-m-n-y studio.com indeed omnistudio.com and that's it for this week come back to podland next time follow us in your podcast app or we're at www.podland.news on the web and if you've got any comments or questions talk to the show on twitter at podland news if you want daily news you should get pod news the newsletter is free at podnews.net the podcast is in your podcast app that's where you'll find all the links for the stories we've mentioned this week. Our music is from Ignite Jingles and we are hosted and sponsored by Buzzsprout and Riverside FM. If you've enjoyed this, please tell your friends about Podland and James will see you in Podland next week. Keep listening. Keep listening.